Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willis. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willett. And today, I have one of my favorite humans on and favorite spirits, Allison McGuire. She's going to be here today talking about spirituality and her path and her job and being a mom and all the other good stuff in between. So thank you so much for being here, Allison. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And you and I have been connected now for, is it three years, two years-ish? Yeah. Right around. Years for sure. Yeah. It's been yeah. a little while now. I'll never forget the first time I called you. I was losing my mind. <laughs> so good. I love that. I love that. And so now we talk all the time, which is wonderful. Yes. But I really wanted to connect with you because I've had two other amazing souls on. Thomas, the Kundalini yogi, and then Misha. And they're both young people that are just starting out and like really forging their path but not that much baggage to have to, I mean, they have that freedom, right? And you, however, are a business owner and a mother of two, a wife, an entrepreneur. And so I wanted to kind of get that view of someone that's in it every day and has all these responsibilities and can't go sit on the top of a mountain and be the Buddha, (laughs) you know, without touching people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it adds such a layer. Yeah. So can you tell everyone that's listening like a little bit about yourself and your career and then we'll go from there? Yeah, sure. So I guess I'll start with the career and then roll into personal. So I am, um, I'm a realtor. I'm a business owner of um, a real estate team. So I have a business partner. My partner, Brad, and I own the Moore McGuire real estate team. Um, at Keller Williams. So we have a team of agents that specializes in sales. And then personally with real estate, I own properties. Um, My husband and I manage the properties together. We do rentals and things like that. So I'm passionate about all things real estate and about entrepreneurialism and all of those kind of exciting to me, sort of, you know, business bubbles, if you will. Oh, and I'm also very passionate about women in business. I've been kind of putting together groups of women, moms who are in business, stuff like that. So I think having all these layers has enabled me to kind of hone in on like where the holes are and where people need support. So that's just an aside. But then personally, I, um, I have two kids. I have a four and a six-year-old, Eden and Nicholas. I'm married and run a household amongst other things. So yeah, there's just, there's a lot, a lot of balls in the air. So everything that you just mentioned from real estate to rentals, to having a partner outside of a husband, Mm -hmm. (laughs) having kids, having a team. So there's extra managing humans. So you're definitely on the, not on the mountain just by yourself, you know, meditating all day. You're literally in with people and personalities. And I know that you rent to young people at college. So you're dealing with them and their parents and all those personalities. So you are really in the human experience all day, every day. And honestly, what bigger purchase does a human make than 
buying a house. You're literally a part of a person's largest expense. And, you know, there's a lot of emotions when we're letting go of money and we're making this. And so you're a part of a lot of these emotional experiences for a lot of different people. And you're trying to help manage other folks through their path of doing that same thing and and leading them in this way. So in, in when I'm looking at that, I'm like, okay, this is a person who definitely is going to want to find solace and peace somewhere because in your daily life, that's not a natural thing. Your natural tendency yes. for your experience is going to be very high key, very stressful, very emotionally based. And so- you tell me, because I actually don't know this. Did the spiritual journey, if you will, start before real estate, during, or at, like when, how did that come about? So I guess just to quickly touch on something you just said too, <laughs> when you look at being in real estate, I really, I always say it's like being a therapist. So ultimately, you know, we help people buy and sell homes. We help people move in and move out. We handle rental issues, whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm managing people's emotions. Yeah. So yeah, it's a huge, it's kind of a, I don't want to say it's a huge load, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of dancing with that. So I think that I've always been interested in figuring people out and emotions and all of that stuff in my own emotions. So I think I came to it very naturally. I don't think there was like, I don't think there was like one specific monumental thing that happened that kind of like threw me into spirituality. I think I was always interested in it. I think it's kind of ebbed and flowed through my life and I've been recognizing where I need it more. And, you know, just like anything else, it's like when you have a pain point, you tend to pivot. So I think I reached a point probably when I first reached out to you where I was in a pretty big pain point. I was totally overwhelmed emotionally, physically, and you know, it all comes from emotions and then you're physically overwhelmed and you're just, I was drained because I was feeding all of those things you just talked about. You know, I was feeding into my team. I was feeding into my family. I was feeding into my business and I wasn't feeding myself emotionally. I wasn't taking care of myself and I was just doing things that were out of alignment. And so I think from the pain really is where the spirituality kind of blossomed, so to speak. I think that's kind of where I found it and a deeper level. Yeah. And when, I, when, when you're talking, I'm kind of like watching, you know, the transition and that's kind of how it happens, right? No one's going to church the day they win the lottery because they're having such a bad day and then they're looking for God. There kind of needs to be that that little bit of going in, that, that deepness that I'm not right. I'm not in alignment, like you said. I'm not in alignment. Things feel off. I'm uncomfortable. Not everything's going the way I'd, I really would like them to. So then you go on your walkabout, then you go on your spiritual journey or your journey or your training for a marathon or eating healthy or juicing, whatever it is for each person. It's something that it's like, all right, I, I need something and I'm going to go look for it. And it's so interesting. Like you never have, like I always say, you're, no one finds Jesus and awakens on the beaches of Turks and Caicos. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you got to get in it and have a little bit of, as you and I always say, kerfluffle to understand that you, you're, it's time to, it's time to pivot. It's time to do something different. This isn't working anymore. Yes, exactly. So I don't want to say I hit bottom, but I hit such a pain point that it was like, I just, I cannot do this 
anymore the way I cannot keep going the way that I'm going anymore. And I think so many people hit that. I mean, I see a lot of women that are in business specifically hit that. I mean, I think everybody does at some point, especially when you're kind of like a hard driver. Like I'm definitely like a hard driver. I'm a, I'm a leader. I'm that personality that's always pushing forward. So I think I was pushing so hard when it was just like, okay, you you can't keep doing this. You just can't, like, there was something that just happened that was like, that's it. Like, you cannot keep doing this and you need to make a change. And what's funny is, is I'm watching you and and you and I, when we're, when we're in an appointment, it's not on video. So it's really lovely to see you like looking around like I do. Like you're literally looking around the room, AKA your brain for the next word and the emotion. And I love that you're searching and I'm literally watching you look around your brain. And I love that so much when you're talking about it and you're like looking and I'm watching you, what I'm really seeing is just a depletion where you're just giving and 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 and you're like giving your kids and all these folks that we just mentioned and at the end of the day and I'm literally watching this because I can't tell you as you you know but even more than what you know how many realtors female realtors brokers are my clients and I think that as we're having this conversation it's because you're giving to your family and your kids and your parents and your siblings and your clients and your team. And, and you literally have given so much because everyone needs it. And it's 24 seven. And it's 24 seven. You're never putting the phone down. The email never ends. And one day you wake up and go, holy shit, it's them or me. Yeah, exactly. It's them or me, but comma, how do I keep doing what I love being a mom and a wife and a daughter and an employee and a business owner? How do I keep doing that? But still somewhere, where am I going to give back from? Because a lot of these relationships, they're not energy exchanges, you know, like, yes, you get paid by being, you know, a boss or selling a house or listing a home or whatever, but it's a different if it's a different exchange, you know, and we don't get a lot back from our kids in the way that's maybe is obvious all the time, but then we're like, wait, I'm giving of myself to everyone and I'm not even giving back to myself. And so that's what I'm watching. I'm literally watching you watch yourself be depleted as you're looking back to that time. And what else is coming to me as I'm sitting here talking to you and being able to see you is I'm also watching you because usually I mean, we have different exchanges, but I'm watching you be able to pull out these words, alignment, pain points. And I'm watching you go, I have a word to define how I'm feeling and how, where I need to go. And I'm not in line. I know what that feels like. I know there's a word for it. And now I'm in line. I know what that feels like. I know what that looks like. And I think a lot of times on a spiritual journey and what you and I talk about on a, a lot is these different things that maybe most people aren't aware of, be it the language or the concept or the trauma response or whatever it is. And because there's no word for it outside of your normal religious vernacular of sin, repent, right? That's what we're brought up with is that sin, you did something bad, repent, ask for, and and that's what you have. Or ghosting right. is that's it. That's that's the the vernacular that we're given as children to know you've done something bad. Now you need to ask for forgiveness. But there's never been until you know until in my opinion recent. I mean I don't know where it's like now I have a, a word for 
how to get back to alignment and, and really kind of being well with yourself that has nothing to do with the world. It's not that I'm doing something bad or good. I just don't feel right. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm doing and need to ask for forgiveness. I just feel like I'm not in my own path, yes. journey, alignment, grounding. I'm living in my head too much. I need to get down inside my body and be a part of the earth and go walk outside with my shoes off because I'm living in my head and I'm thinking too much. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly such a good, you always put words to my emotions, but I think that's such a good way to explain it because it's not that I've even necessarily, I think from the outside, I don't think that it may even look like I've made big sweeping changes, but I feel like I've made big sweeping changes over the time that you and I have talked because it's been an inside, you know, it's been an inside job. I hate to use that because it's so cliche, but really like it's been such an inside work for me. And I think just through identifying like where, when it feels like I'm on my path and when it feels like I'm you know, not in alignment and then just kind of making those little adjustments and being able to identify how I am feeling and then kind of push back into that mode. And then it's like this replenishment happens, you know, it's like I'm replenished. I can give out to everybody. I have that. I have a different perspective, like my perspective completely shift. It's not like, it's like, okay, I think we always expect all these things around us to shift. Okay. People need to act differently. My kids need to behave. My team needs to be doing X, you know, all of this stuff. And then I'll be okay. And then I'll be happy. And then I'll be okay. Right. And then I'll be okay. Like, I'll never forget something you said to me. And I know, you know, I'm not the only one you say it to, but it always rings in my head. You said it's like, life is just like laundry. It's never done. You can't wait for the laundry to be done to be happy. Somebody's always about to take a sweatshirt off, (laughs) which is so true. And such as a woman, such a good like way to think about it, you know, because something we're always dealing with. Yeah, we're always dealing with it. We're never done. When we are done, it's because we're dead. So we don't want to be done. Let's be clear on that. Like we want to be doing laundry. We want to be doing the daily. We want to be, I mean, and it's so funny because I just had a kind of a social friendship issue just this week. And it's literally like, we'll be talking or I'll do a podcast and I'll say something. And within like 24 hours, it's like, oh, really? Tell me more. <laughs> like, so, so I had like a kerfluffle with some friends and I'm like, okay, what's the lesson? What's the lesson? What's the blessing? Keep looking. But when you know that that's where you're headed is looking for the blessing and the, or the lesson and you have that frame of reference to know this is not God punishing me right now. This is not, I've done a bad thing. I didn't repent. I need to, and then it'll be fixed. Or it's just, maybe I just needed to learn something. It's yeah. not like anything's out to get me. And what's cool and what I love about you, and, and that because we do talk so often, is that you in the few times, distance, length of whatever that you and I have been working together, we've hit such an interesting stride. And I know there's going to be a ton of people out there listening to this that are going to get what I'm saying here. But you and I have reached such an interesting stride that we've not now gone into like, not just working on you and what your plans are and what your goals are, but we've actually get to spend time talking about afterlife and spirit and, and spirit guides and all of it. 
your higher self and dead people and all that. So, so we, we aren't just doing, Hey, how can I be a better mom with coach? Whatever. We're also talking about what's going on spiritually with you, like next level spiritually. And so like the veil and how, how, how have you gone since we started working or before? What was your background as far as religion or church or where were you at before you and I got together on this? So I grew up, te- I mean, technically I grew up, <laughs> we changed religions halfway through. So technically I grew up, started out Presbyterian and then we, my mom thought we should be Catholic. So then we went to being Catholic and then, but I never really actively practiced either religion, I would say. I mean, I kind of, you know, grew up going to to some of that, but then as I got older, we were never avid churchgoers, but what we did do is we would always, like my mom would always encourage us to pray and things like that. So, but when I was doing that, I kind of always just associated it with like a higher being, a higher something, but I never looked at it very specifically through the lens of um, God and, and Jesus, so to speak. And then I kind of grew into, as I got a little bit older, I kind of grew into a space where I started feeling like, okay, the the universe, it's nature, nature, the, the kind of Darwin thing where it's like nature is God, like it is all God sort of thing. And then over the past few years, and especially more amped up and working with you, I have really gone to the next level of, okay, I completely believe in a spiritual realm in a very real way, not in a way where it's like, oh yes, you know, no, like in a very concrete, like work with it every day kind of a way. Yeah. And I mean, talk about perspective shift, (laughs) huge. Absolutely mm-hmm. huge because it's completely changed my perspective on what's important. Because when you really have that kind of, an, I think when like when you have that kind of an anchor in your life and you have something that you know, like the only truth is love, like the only thing that matters is learning and growing and loving. And you really believe that, like you really, 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 really believe that deep in your heart. It almost shifts from a belief to a knowing. Yes. Yeah, like you because like that. a belief is like this thing that floats. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all right, I just got to keep my eye on it. I just got to keep my eye on it, and if I keep my eye, I'm okay. And it's over there still, and I okay. But when you then you cannot believe, then you can choose to not believe because something bad happens, right? And I think what you're talking about as you're saying it, it's you literally went from a belief in this thing, yeah. this whatever, and being to oh, this is, this is who and where I am and what it is. And this is, this is the is, this is, this is as real as you and I I've experienced it. I feel it. I know it. There's literally hold my feet to the fire. There's no one that's changing my mind on this. Yes. A hundred percent. And that to me is so huge because it's like now everything becomes real. Now everything becomes tangible and free. I mean, it just shifts from a belief to a knowing when you're given this tangible, this is, and so now you're going to go experience it and then you experience it because someone points it out and goes, see that right there? You know, when those, when those numbers keep showing up all the time or when your number keeps showing up all the time or when, when I say this is going to, I'm seeing this around you, Allison, and then you're like, holy shit, Meredith, I just saw exactly what you said. It really takes on this other level of just a part of who you are. It is your fabric. It's not a part of your fabric. It's your, it becomes your, the fabric of who you are. Yes. 
Yeah. And then just completely changing. Like when you have that, what, as I've developed that level of knowing, I feel like it has, uh, it has completely changed my perspective on everything. You know, like when something happens, like you said, like, what's the lesson? What am I meant to learn here? What's, where are my buttons? That's been huge for me. You and I talk about that a lot. Where are my buttons? Like, where do I need to heal? Why, you know, when somebody says something or does something that affects me, it's because there's a button inside me that's pushable. (laughs) You know, there's something going on with me that I have to address. And it's really shifted my perspective from being a victim of a situation to being completely empowered in a situation. And I mean, the level of happiness right there that you can just turn up is absolutely incredible. It's incredible. It's really, it's such a shift. It's such a shift when you take yourself and you go, I'm not a victim in any of this world. Because when you're at all a victim, people come at you. Experiences come at you. You are just like this haphazard being with no ability to make things happen in your life, no ability to control, not in the weird control way, but in the aligned, balanced, grounded control sort of way. Mm -hmm. This crazy world that's out in front of us that we're experiencing all these different personalities and all these different trials and losses and pains and happiness. And you start to recognize, I am a part of this world, but I am not this world. This world is around me. I'm experiencing it, but I'm not victim to it. I can choose to engage. I can choose to just pay attention. I can choose to be affected. I can choose to go, "Uh uh-oh, I'm being affected. What's that calling up? And so like, as you're talking about that, I'm watching you go from being here to now you're, I know, I know that there is a spiritual realm that I am a part of something way bigger than my little avatar here down on earth that I'm here experiencing things. And so now you've gone into the spiritual realm to fix you, but I know that this is touching everything that you do. This is, it's not just healing you as a mother, you are now mothering, (laughs) parenting from a different place. You're wifing from a different place. Like it's just, you're coming from a completely, you're, you're daughtering from a different place. So when you look at, and I know you and I talk about this and we're getting really fun into the playground of life in, in appointment. But when you look at moving into this next chapter here, do you see, I know you do, but how do you see and how has this affected even your view of just the future and how you're going to move into it now that you are inside of this headspace? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I think that I'm moving into the future with a much greater sense of ease in the sense that I think that because my perspective has shifted so much, it's more like, okay, I know when things happen, they're happening for the greatest good for me and for, you know, for, for the greatest good for all. So even where I would look at something before and say like, oh, this is terrible. I can't believe this happened. I'm so fresh, you know, like all that, like agony. I don't, I don't experience that. Not that I don't ever experience, but I, I can snap out of that so much more quickly. So I think knowing that I have those tools and kind of like that tool belt and that perspective shift that it, it has allowed me to recognize the future with a greater sense of ease. Like I know that everything is going to 
work out the way it is supposed to work out. And not that I don't have any, you know, like I believe in free will, we all free will, but it's more of a, like, like a, I don't know, like a floating, honestly, it's just such a greater sense of peace and ease. And Hey, I know that there's going to be bumps. Like I, it's not like I expect no bumps to come, but when the bumps come, I know that they're to help me. And I know that I'm going to work through them and I know I'm going to learn something. I'm going to grow. So I get it almost like a sense of excitement about it. Like what's coming next? Yeah. It's just such a different way to meet the world. Because as you were talking and I'm thinking about the other way of doing spirituality, when something bad happens to you so many times, I mean, and we hear it all the time, like, oh, there was a tsunami. They're punishing that country. I mean, the insanity of that and and how hurtful that one person lives and one person dies. And so they must have been good and they're being punished. It's not a very friendly, growth-inspired, love-inspired experience. And and there is so much good in religion, don't get me wrong, but it's still man-made. I don't care what yeah. you say. It's, it's man-made from something, you know? And so you have to be mindful of how much you're putting that into your body, literally, and mind and heart. And what I look at is, I look at the results. I look at the results of someone like you who, you know, really craves and really, you know, devours this love of searching and finding and exploring and experiencing, you know, this connection to your higher self and how it's transforming all of your life and your work and your just everything. And I'm like, that's got to be it. Because even if I go inside of myself and I'm like, okay, I see dead people and I know the way this works and I've seen it and I can go, okay, Meredith, you know everything, you're right. But when I look to someone outside and I go, she's doing the same things that I'm doing and it's changing her life for the good and she's becoming more loving and more peaceful and a better mom and a better money earner and a better wife and a better daughter and friend. The proof's in the pudding. The proof's in the pudding. You are moving more towards love than ever. And to me, love is the really the only truth in the entire universe is, is love. Everything else is stopping love stopping that flow of love. And to speak of the word flow, we talk about it all the time, but we really started getting into the concept of recognizing, and I've talked about it, you know, here on the podcast before, like being in that flow and recognizing when you're in the flow, which is in that state of perpetual, free love and going with it and not stopping any of it and not and not putting the barricades up and the ego up and you're just you're in it you're just in it and you're going down the river and you feel it and everything's talking to you and you just know and when you're not and when you put the fear blocks up and when you put the the ego up i just had a great meeting appointment with someone yesterday and we had this great moment where i'm like well what's more important the way people see you and your ego being boosted or a cash in your pocket and she's like cash i go <laughs> good so who cares what anyone thinks of you get the money cuz that we don't even realize that sometimes our ego is blocking our flow and we think oh i know what i want this is a good thing 
not working for money, not worrying about pay- getting paid, seem seeming like a baller, right? And so when you look at these things and you go, holy crap, I'm not moving forward. I'm stuck. So what is it? And so we talk about the flow all the time. So how do you use on the daily? I guess that's even a good one. How do you use on the daily with your team as a, as a, as a business owner? How do you recognize when you are in and out of the flow? And what does that feel like? Yeah, that's such a good question. Cause I think the first thing is recognizing your own emotions. If you don't know what you're feeling, you know, and I feel like I've gotten more sensitive to my own feelings. So as I've gotten more sensitive to my own feelings, I've tried to kind of like you and I say, like gear up before I go do something, you know, like before I'm going to have a call with my team, I gear up, like I, I get myself in a headspace of where do I want to go with this conversation? Like what's, what's of the highest good? What, what can I do to energize this, but not in a way where it's self-serving. So not like, how could I show up and be the most fabulous me that I can be in a way where it's like robotic? No, not like that. Like, how can I serve almost like how, how can I put this in a, you know, into that flow where I'm just feeling really positive before I go into something. And it's just, the first thing is just click, you know, having that click to recognize how am I feeling right now? And what do I need to do to get myself to that better feeling thought? So kind of like work, working towards that. And that's something I've been much more intentional about over the past, I'd say, I don't know, maybe two months. And I notice a huge shift. Huge shift in not only how I show up, but then also, which is so interesting because we can't control other people, but we can control ourselves, right? So how people respond to me, Mm -hmm. which is, I, you know, which I love. And in hindsight, kind of looking back on that is so cool. So yeah, I think it's the whole like gearing up thing. And that's been huge. And also just trying to like stop and recognize in the moment when I'm starting to, and this is more as a mother kind of a thing when I'm starting to kind of get, you know, cause your kids, they push those buttons and they know exactly where they are and, you know, they can just push you over the edge. So when I start to get to that point, just kind of stopping, just stopping and taking a deep breath. And literally sometimes I will just walk away because I just need to kind of get back into that headspace before I am reactive. Yeah. And honoring, honoring that, like I'm getting, I'm getting a little sideways here. I'm getting a little fried. I'm outside of myself right now. I'm getting a little bit too emotional or ego or controlling because that's what's happening. You're you're not letting, you know, ah, you know, and that's just being, we have to be human. We can't just be this, you know, spiritual Buddha on the mountain. We have to be in it with humans and small humans and husband humans and, and all that stuff. So, so that is really kind of going, okay, here we go. Gladness of heart. Let's get back in there. Let's get back in there. Let's get back. All righty. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> no, like back in. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I can do this. I I'm swear. ready to not kill you now. Exactly. <laughs> I'd like to, but it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when, when you were talking about the flow, I, I was funny because I'm like watching, I'm watching your body and it's just like, okay. It's not, it's, it's, it's the emotional piece, right? But the emotions a lot of times drive the physical. So when you're out of flow and we hear this on a lot of self-help and Abraham Hicks, it's dis-ease. It's being out of 
ease. And where does that find itself in each of us when we are not in our ease, our flow, our go is, okay, I'm feeling it in my shoulders. I'm okay. Tension, tension in the back. Oh, I don't feel that good. Oh, I have a, you know, this, a headache, a migraine, you know, my knees hurt, whatever it is, is we're out of our flow. We're out of our ease. Our emotions are getting askew because we're experiencing the world from this out of out of whack place. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's affecting our body and we just think, oh, well, I slept wrong. My neck hurts because I slept wrong. Or, oh, I lifted something yesterday and my back hurts. But what we are not realizing is, is all of the energy from the folks in front of us, our children or whatever, and we're not right. We're not where we want to be. And now we're stressed. Our shoulders are up here. We can't talk because we have all of our words stuck in our throat. Our stomach is all, you know, upset because of the fact that we have too much, whatever it is, because we haven't geared up. We haven't done the work to understand the world is still going to keep coming at us. And what you said a minute ago is how your team is now responding to you or people around you are now responding to you differently because of you're setting the tone. You're setting the tone like, all right, I'm going to meet you guys here. And everyone's like, oh, oh, wait, she's here. Come on, regroup. We got to get there. Like, okay, she's up here. She's ready. She's she's coming in high. She's coming in hot. She's coming in excited. And she's not going to give in. She's not coming down here. She's not going to do this. So we better gear ourselves up too and meet Allison up here. And have you noticed... Because it took me, but I mean, my dad used to tell people if I went to prison, I'd be, you know, best friends with the warden in a week because I just do love people. You know, I like, I just have a genuine interest in humans. And so when I look at when I go places and my husband, I don't know if you, I, I don't know. I think it's progressive. They have a commercial right now and it's just like, don't become your parents. I don't know if you've seen it. And like the guy sits in a chair and he like goes, Uh, and he goes yes you're right there you can't do that you can't you can't make that noise and then it's like the crazy person like me and they're like um yeah the waitress doesn't need to know your name and so (laughs) Jim Jim always makes fun of me because he's like yeah the waitress doesn't need to know your name I'm like I've never told a waitress a name but he's joking with me because I've always somehow get caught up in conversation with whomever I'm in front of doesn't matter you know TJ Maxx someone's always finding me and do you notice that change that everyone meets you there? Like more people are meeting you that you don't even know and feeling that that aura about you that you're kind of walking on air a little bit more. Well, I think I think something I've noticed is I think yes, yeah, so like kind of when I'm when I am and I think it's, it's it, to kind of go back to what you said, it's not even necessarily that much that I'm like going into a different place. I feel like I am, I am the most positive. I am the most in the flow when I am the most true to myself. Mm, mm-hmm. So that's been like a really interesting shift for me is like not trying to be somebody else. So, and even like I notice. And I'm, I've always been all like all about, even before the spirituality thing, like I've always been all about people working in their strength zone. Yeah. So 
I've been really leaning into that in a really literal way. Not like, okay, work in your strength zone, but you still have to do the shit that you don't really feel like doing (laughs) just because you have to do it. I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing that because it's not in alignment with who I am. And when I am in alignment with who I am, I do amazing work. I do good work. I do work that's good for me and good for everybody else. Like I'm just, it's just this like positive experience and it's like a, you know, double, triple quad. It just, it's such a better place to be. So when I'm the most myself that I can be, I feel like I'm in that flow. And when I am in that space and when I'm meeting people at that space, it's funny because I've noticed that I am more, you know, just kind of naturally drawn to like what you're saying, kind of drawn to that same kind of a vibe. Like I'm drawn to people that are having those types of conversations and, and feeling that sort of a way, but also, and I think almost more importantly, things that are not in that sort of more positive space when I'm in that. And as I've been in that more of the time, a lot of that I don't want to say negativity, but things that don't align with that are falling away. And I'm noticing the fall away. And I think at first I sort of started to see it and it's almost like you kind of want to grab onto it, you know, but then you realize you're like, it's such a freeing thing to let that stuff go. Yeah. To let go of all of those things, like the stuff at, at work that doesn't serve me, the stuff at home that doesn't serve me, the people that don't serve me. You know, and not just that it's about self-serving, but just, you know, about keeping that alignment really yeah. going. Yeah, right. Exactly. The people that are in alignment with you or not in alignment with you yeah, or the situations and honoring that. And I keep going back to seeing that when we're having this conversation is, is continually honoring, and this might sound hokey, who God wants you to be. Yeah. And stop trying to be who the world wants you to be and society wants you to be and, you know, what you think you're supposed to be and going, whoa, 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 whoa. This is out of the flow, which means this might be out of what, quote, God wants me to be or what my higher self wants me to be or what the universe wants me to be. And so tick, 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 back to the center and do what is in the flow instead of controlling and being a member of just the normal society because it doesn't feel right anymore. And now yeah. I'm so in it. I'm so in it that I can feel it within a moment's notice. A, a moment I can feel and go, wait, something's off. It's super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable because I feel like I've, I've been more aware of it and developed a greater sense of sensitivity to it. So when I go into something not not in that space, it's like, you know, your jeans are too damn tight. You're, you know, like you, it's just, it's like you want to wriggle out of it. It's so uncomfortable yep. to the point where it's like, all right, I want to get out of this space. I want to get out of this situation. It's so, so true. So true. And recently we have embarked on, and I don't even remember how, maybe you meant, meant brought it up and then we just kind of went there and it was obvious, but like your spirit guides and what, that means to you and how you use that in your life? It's huge. And I never, ever thought that it would be huge for me. So it's been, oh man, I don't even know how to start with that. It's almost like indescribable, but I I think as I, so like every day I have a little bit of time in the morning for myself, I take some time and I, you know, just kind of, 
I do like a little meditation and just kind of like say gratitudes and stuff like that. 20 minutes, maybe that's all, but it sets the tone for my day. And when I am doing that, I often, you know, I will literally like talk to my spirit guides and it's not like I hear someone talking back to me per se, but just, I have, I know that there is a presence there with me and that the comfort that I have from that is, I don't, it's like indescribable. It's such, it's such a comfort and it's such like a, the sense of knowing that that is there really takes the aloneness out of life. And out of this journey too, like the spiritual journey. Yeah. Cause sometimes I, like you and I talked recently, it's kind of lonely. Like I don't really have anyone except for clients to talk to about this. Cause Jim's kind of on his own deal and he'll go, how's your appointment? I go awesome. And then I move on, you know? And so like, yeah. even inside of my own household or friendships, it's, it's just different than the conversations that you and I have. And it can be isolating. It can make you feel that you're weird, different, kind of out there on your own. And so knowing that you have these, these beings, this, this energy that these ancestors or people that are connected to you, these, these angels that are connected to you that fill the room when it's empty, that's kind of next level. That's, that's like, you got this, you got this. Yeah. You got this. And I think that does change it. And it puts actually, as I'm saying it, I do that all the time with you. As I'm saying it, they're going, and that takes a lot of the pressure off of your humans around you to, to be too much for you, that they can't, that's not their path to be that, you know, kickstand for you today. You have to kind of use those extra spirits and energy guides because your husband, your kids, your, your friends, they're not going to show up in the same way. Yeah. 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 So they fill the room for you. They fill your heart in those places that our our people around us maybe necessarily can't ever, maybe never ever will. And so that allows us to continue on our journey emboldened to really do great things and to know that we are supported, we are loved, we are not alone, even when we feel like we might be because our touching people, the people we can actually touch, our people aren't going to, aren't going to be able to show up in the same way. And that's the falling away. And that's the, you know, that's the, our rocks. That's the people that are going to fall away and trusting in all of that, trusting in all of that insecurity in that ebb and flow and trusting in the process. And okay, I'm not sure I wanted to let go of that friend, but I did. So I guess I'm going to go with it and it's okay because I have my guides and I have my people and I have my, my room is filled. My room is filled and I love that visual right now. The room is filled and it just feels really, really nice and good. And like, I don't need to go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't need to go so much out of myself. And it's funny when you said about like the friends or family needing to be like your kickstand for me, it's like, think about how much that's a lot of pressure for other people, especially because I'm an intense person, <laughs> I yeah. guess, you know, for anybody, but yeah, like if like, if I'm not, or anybody's not filling themselves up or, or, or being able to, you know, kind of stand firmly on your own two feet with yourself, your spirit, whatever you have around you, your energy, it's like, we do, we kind of like, we put a lot on those around us to try to fill that void. 
Yeah. And I think that, yeah, this has, I don't want to say filled the void for me, you know, cause I don't think we have voids per se, but that sort of mentality, it's sort of like, it, it fills me up in a way that I can't really even like verbalize. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because too, when you get in your flow, you know, is it, it's, you're very selfish with it. Like you want to stay in that vibe. And if someone takes you out of it, like, a, you know, a kid or your spouse or whatever, a phone call or, a, it, you know, a crappy email from a client or whatever it is, you know, even if it's like a shitty, you know, social media post, you're like, oh my God, you took me out of my, my Buddha space, you know, like you took me off the mountain. Yeah. And and it can be jarring, but that's that's part of the work is being, doing, existing within and without and with people and still knowing how to get back to it and get back to it and get back to it and get back in it and go sit on the toilet for a minute and take two breaths and get back in it and gear up and align and ground and be in it and go back out again and do it again. And knowing that you have that home base of self, yeah, that home base of spirit. And so, I mean... It's so, it's so cool to talk to you about this and share with, you know, everyone out there that's listening. Cause I know that I have so many amazing female entrepreneurs, which is so funny because that would be my absolute number one client profile is female entrepreneurs out of anything. I, and I think it's because, and I, cause I've looked at it, I'm like, God, why, why, you know, and it's because it's lonely out there. It's the most busy, surrounded with people lonely that you can be because you're so busy. You have so much around you and yet you're giving all your energy away. You know, I, I, that's how I feel like I I was give, you know, we talked about that before, like so depleted. And then, yeah, you need, you need to like have that refocus, get back to the flow. Like you said. Yeah. And I found that the more, you know, you help me kind of navigate this and, and recognize the flow and stay in the flow when you get pulled out of it, it's like a, it's almost like a whiplash, you know, like you're out of it and then you come back into it much more quickly than before. Like, man, I can think a a phone call or an email from a client that was maybe upset or, you know, had a certain tone to it that would like rock me for two days. Yeah. It would really mess me all up in the head. But now I am in a different, such a different space that when that happens, I bounce back so much more quickly and it doesn't even take me as deep as it would take me before, you know? Yeah. And I know that's partially just experience and doing it, but it is definitely coming from that flow place like you're talking about. Yeah. And I think the the female entrepreneur, when you're an entrepreneur, you give 3000% to your company and your, whatever your, your, you, what you own or what you're doing. And then, you know, a good majority of, you know, the women that I'm speaking to are also moms. So there's then the the guilt, there's the balance. And I think that having, you know, sometimes the spiritual journey, people look at like, oh, I ain't got time for that. You know, like that's not my thing. And it's like, it's everybody's thing. If if you're, if you're listening to this, it's your thing. (laughs) You know, and if you're friends with someone that's listening to this, it's your thing. Because what it is, is it's, it's actually a journey back to self and, and yes. the unlearning and the mm-hmm. really truly knowing yourself and being inside of yourself, maybe for the first time in your life. Yeah. And taking all of that out of the atmosphere and just bringing it back home and going, all right, where am I headed now? And what am I doing? And how can I be a mom, even if it's only two hours a day that I see my kids? 
how can I show up in love instead of in guilt and in feeling bad about myself and in, you know, all of those drippy negative feelings, how can I be on this planet and be inside of the state of love, be in my flow? And, and, and there's so many women that are going to be listening to this going, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> I'll have what she's having. And, the, and what I'm having is Meredith. In the spirit of Harry Met Sally. But I so appreciate you taking the time today. I so appreciate you in general and, you know, spending time with me on the weekly. I love it. I love our time together. I love exploring, you know, all your fun things that you've got going on and healing together because that's truly what we're doing. You know, every time you learn something, I learn something. And it's just so great to, because as I'm seeing it inside of you, I'm like, oh, wait, look over there. Look over there inside of her head. Oh, look, wait over there inside of her spiritual realm. That's so cool. What just happened over there? So I just, I so appreciate you. And you're in, I, I, I don't know if we mentioned that you're in um, Westchester, uh, Pennsylvania. I don't know if we mentioned that. So Allison's at, it's Keller Williams. Yep. At the Moore McGuire Group at Keller Williams Real Estate in Westchester, PA. We can help people anywhere with real estate in the country, though, if you need anything, anytime. Oh, okay. So just reach me. out to your reach and you'll be to talking yeah. to a soulful spirit whom I love more than anything in the whole world. And so thank you guys so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Allison, for coming and spending this time with me. And I, if you, if you know someone that wants to hear this or needs to hear this or is struggling as an entrepreneur or whatever, as a mom, as a person, please share this podcast with them because there's a lot of people that could use to hear something maybe different than they're used to. And, uh, if not, I will see you here next week. Same time, same sandbox. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind-the-scenes footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.